Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers. Far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 147 of the Talking the Line podcast on this absolutely beautiful Friday of bets, also known as the Weekend Pick Spectacular Friday episode, also known as, so you don't have to check your calendar, on this beautiful October 15th, 2021. We can't thank you enough for stopping by. We have loads to get into today, but before we do all of that, you know the drill. Please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over yonder as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional TTL crew content dropping. Next item up on the docket, actually before I get into that item, if you are maybe watching or listening to the pod on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well. If you haven't already, as we do release the audio for the lovers, you lovers of that audio, uh, for the lovers, for you lovers of that pod audio, hey, it's going to be a wild fucking day here. I'm already got, I'm slap happy as all shit already. Please hit it there because we do release it after every live show is complete. Next item up on the docket. Now into that second item. After you get done doing that subscribe button, pressing, smashing, everything in between, hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Jump over yonder in the live chat if you could be so kind. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do. And it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. And hey, if you know another degenerate, first time better or maybe the daily degenerate, your brother, your sister, your friend, your uncle, your enemy, your neighbor, anybody in between, hit that share button. Send it over there to them as well. The TTL pod and crew are for all. Last item up on the dock, if you could be so kind, and so you have everything else. Go to this episode's description. Make sure you check out the first link in that description. It is the TTL link tree. Within that link tree, you'll find TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL Cruise social platforms and our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on episode once again number 147. I am your humbled, honored, grateful, and ready to handicap host Colton, Colt 45 Soroka. I can't thank you guys enough for choosing to stop by, get some picks, get some insights, get some analysis, and most importantly, get some good vibes, my friend, to get you started on your weekend. Now, I have one final duty to complete here as the uh, host of the Talking the Line pod. I must bring in the man that helps me gently row the proverbial podcast boat that this that is this here pod down the stream. He is the man that sits to my left on every single episode of this here show at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. A man who we might throw a few blows, or I might throw a few blows towards here this morning. Maybe this weekend as well, but help me bring him in either way. The man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, resident TTL Southsider and Cheesehead himself, Mr. Riley. Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, 
It is Friday. I cannot be doing much better. These Correct. are our favorite shows, quite possibly, arguably, depending on the day. But uh, typically, these have been our favorite shows. And I don't believe that today is any different. We had a very decent night last evening across uh, just about every single slate that we gambled on. So I am ready to get rocking and rolling on uh, a handful of games Saturday and Sunday that I am not only excited to watch, but just as excited to talk about and break down. So let's get rocking and rolling, my man. Hi, my dude. Appreciate you being here. Sounds like a plan and a half. Friday, it is indeed. We have loads to get into. We got uh, the entire week seven. What the hell did I just say? Week seven CFB slate. Mm -hmm. We're going to be bringing you our full cards. Mags has a little bit lighter of a card. I have a little bit lighter than usual, but I still sure. got 10 plays. I got two from tonight's uh, slate as well for college football, so make sure you tune in for all that. We'll recap all of that nonsense, toss it up live on the screen, and then we'll dive into, I can't believe I'm saying this either, week six of the NFL season, dude. Gotta savor it, dude. Holy gotta savor shit, it. man. I mean, it is... It's one of them their sports that just flips because <laughs> yeah. man, one of them their sports, one of them their sports because <laughs> it's almost every team plays on Sunday and mm -hmm. here you go, here it is and it's gone. Next thing you know, it's Sunday night, man. So week six, uh, we'll give you our full cards as well. Mags is uh, going light. He's got three plays coming at you. I got six coming at you. We are opposing on two, so that means it's gonna get rough for yeah. Mr. Mags if I come out on top of those uh, it's get rough, those huh? battles. But hey, well yeah, you'd go one and two if I came out on top of those battles. But hey. If you do come out on top and I go 4-2, and two, I'm all right with that as well. But I don't think that's going to be the case, my friend. So we'll break down everything uh, NFL. Then uh, we'll put that back up on the screen as well. We'll have the usual RMAG sidebar, talk a little nonsense. I got my motivation minutes coming to you. Got a little uh, question to ask you, something to apply over the weekend. And as well, throughout the course of the entire show, there will be injury updates. There will be status updates. There will be late-breaking news that we need to make you guys aware of as this proverbial podcast train steams down the tracks. So, kicking it off. The Philadelphia Eagles are Whoa. trading three-time Pro Bowl tight end Zach Ertz to Whoa. the Arizona Cardinals Whoa. in exchange for quarterback Tay Gowan and 2022 fifth-round pick. Did you say quarterback or corner? Cornerback. Corner let's let's make an agreement on the show because I do that same thing. Let's say defensive okay. back. Right, yeah. Fair enough. I do the same thing. Defensive back Tay Gowan, Gowan uh, and 2022 fifth-round pick. So uh, Dallas Goddard season so in So wait Philly. a minute. Wait a minute. Does that mean he's eligible to play on Sunday? Wow, I, I would imagine that I would, would have be to, fucking that insane. Would, that Has anybody insane. ever played two games in one week? He caught a touchdown team? last night. Yeah, he did. He looked good. I can't imagine he'd be ready to rock on Sunday, but that would be awesome. He's a vet, bro. You are telling me you can't uh, give him a playbook and he can't study enough of it I, over a weekend? I guess. To insert him into thirty percent of the plays and give him another red zone target and that touchdown. Would be awesome. That would, that would be, be fucking awesome. crazy. I don't know if there's like any like I don't want to say legality regulations, regulations or, that, like, or, or process like or. Damn, a different dude, word, but yeah, that is wild, I know he was or trying to get out of there, but uh, wow, yeah, I mean they obviously like Dallas Goddard, but uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's some big changes right there. Caught him a Tutty McBuddy and everything, and he's out of town. Out, out of town. Get him out. Um, well, Bear Don, 
as always, you see it here. Uh, go pack, go for that guy. You know what's yes, going on. Uh, we'll Line's definitely shooting up a little bit yeah, there. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, we'll get into that. I'm sure we'll throw some jabs throughout the show. We'll get into more of those late breaking shit. Uh, but you came here for the insights, yes, the sir. analysis, yes, the picks, and everything in between. Before I do the usual uh, everything, if you guys got any uh, questions, anything in between, drop them in the chat. I'll be sure to keep checking that throughout the show. We'll answer anything. If you guys are looking at any games we didn't cover, be sure to do that as well. But for now, my friend and friends, to you, to me, to all you beautiful people drinking the black elixir of the gods on this gorgeous day. If you're in the morning or if you're at night, we don't judge if you drink that stuff late at night because I do too. Or Saturday, Sunday. This or is Saturday, the weekend Sunday, episode, Sunday baby. too. Take your sip and let's get the fuck on with it. Mm-mm-mm. Oh! That's some good stuff right there. Oh my gosh, it doesn't get much better. Now, right here, this second, this moment. Last night. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Uh, one final thing. This is why you get your co-host that's always on the same page. We must recap as a full transparency show the previous day's best bets. So quickly, putting those up on the screen. Here we go. To the left half of your screen. Even though I have to turn right, we cleared that up from yesterday's best bets recap. Here is the best bets winners losers recap. To the left side of your screen, you got our max picks two and O day. Nice easy cash for the Quez. Yeah, I wouldn't say Watkins. easy, but... <laughs> eh, not super easy, but um, still a eh, still eh, a winner. Either way, still a winner. a winner. Hey, and you see uh, me didn't get him in the end zone, but he got one target in the end zone, which yeah. was a tap. Got a mm -hmm. deep bomb that he caught and uh, got a two point conversion. So just about every possible thing he mm -hmm. could do without getting a touchdown I feel so like you should get the third of a, a take winning ticket if he gets yeah, a two point you know version. something like that yeah. but uh, hey uh we always say half unit uh play on everything so you went two and one all together if you played with us you got a nice winning positive day so hey either way yes, not crazy nice little bankroll builder missed the same game parlay put it out on my twitter at colt ttl sports put it out there Missed it by two legs. That Quez Watkins touchdown and Mr. Tom Brady over one and a half rushing yards. Yeah, that was a rough beat if you had Tom Ooh. Brady on the over rushing yards, man. <laughs> that was worse than the Buccaneers minus six and a half if you had that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's another thing. But then again, brain of a goldfish. Mind of a goldfish. It's in the past, even though it's a winning day. Uh, yeah, hey, on primetime games, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. Your boy is going to pass out around six minutes mm -hmm. into the third quarter. Yep. If we're losing. If we're losing, yeah. And you will see the team that we are betting on against the spread stage, Miraculous, come back and come in, sneak in the back door. Mm -hmm. Come in the back door, yeah. Nah, it's... <laughs> 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 Mind all of a right. goldfish, dude. Mind of a goldfish. Get get out of get out of the gutter, you crazy sons of bitches. All right. Here we go. It's time to get on with today's pick spectacular. All right. Stop all the nonsense. Quit all the banter. Cut all the gossip. It's still gonna be good vibes. It's gonna be craziness. But stop all the stuff that you could go to every other show and get. You come to the TTL pod for these here vibes and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, my friends, it is time to get into the first episode of, or the first episode. No, it's not. We're already in the episode, so we need to get into a segment. The first segment of episode number 147, the Friday Pick Spectacular with RMAGS, best bets of the day. Please, my friends, if you have not already, strap in tightly. 
The rocket ship is about to take off for the day. Turn your volume way up if you haven't already. Well, maybe if you are present at the workplace, maybe a little bit down. Don't want to get too crazy. But if not, way on up. Open your ear holes wide, your eye holes wide if you're watching presently, or maybe a little bit down the road, and get ready for nothing but stone cold insights, facts, and knowledge for your dome pieces and your bet slips this weekend. And partner, you have the floor. All right, I appreciate you, my man. We are actually lining up on this first one that I'm going to lay down. Uh, oh, you've actually oh. got some action tonight that you'll lay down, but I don't have anything tonight. Jumping straight to Saturday <laughs> morning here, and we are going to the Big 12. We've got Oklahoma State and Texas, and we're taking the boys Take plus the five at Texas. These last four meetings of these games between Oklahoma State and Texas have been one-score games. A couple of them have gone to overtime, and the teams have split two and two. So these yes. meetings are very, very back and forth. But, partner, I'm not back in Texas after that heart-wrenching loss to Oklahoma, which, in the grand scheme of things, can they still scrap their way to a really nice bowl game? Sure. Mm -hmm. But that's not what Texas wants. They want to be back, back. And their college football playoff chances were all... But gone in that last game to Oklahoma. If they had run the table as a one-loss Big 12 championship, or as a one-loss Big 12 champion, they probably would have found themselves in the top four. But that's gone and out the window. And I am not going to take any more stock. Obviously, this offense, I'm not trying to take too much away from Texas because their offense has been good. But that 70-point outing against uh, Texas Tech a few weeks ago is starting to look a little less impressive. Texas Tech led up uh, another 50-burger to TCU. I believe it was last week, if not the week before. So that yep. defense is just absolutely brutal. But I'm looking at this Oklahoma State team, and I'm seeing a 5-0 team that's beating some pretty solid teams. And they're playing some actually pretty solid defense here. I know Texas run defenses or run offense is very solid with John Robinson. Dog. But I think the Cowboys are going to neutralize them here. They have the 11th uh, run defense in the country, 19th in total yards. But Ooh, I do believe they're going to slow down Mr. Bajan Robinson. Not saying he's going to look terrible. It's going to dash his Heisman hopes. I'm not saying that. But I do think this is going to be a little bit of a blip on the radar for him in the uh, low category. But that's all about all, all I've got here. So if you want to piggyback oh, after that, go I right ahead. Segue right on that. Mr. Bijan Robinson had 13 attempts for 59 yards against this Cowboys defense mm -hmm. last year. So go. I think it's a very similar script. Yeah. One thing that uh, I believe we both can agree on and why yeah. I think that this game is pretty damn close all the way down to shoot is that uh, Texas defense allows teams to stay in the game with yeah. them. They uh, Yards per play, they allow 6.5. Yards per rush, 5.4. And yards per completion, 11.0. Those are all actually all worse than yeah. the Oklahoma State defense. Sure. So this Texas Longhorns, hey, horns up from time to time. Horns down for us this week. <laughs> yeah. I am, uh, I'm yeah. not buying into it. Texas can't cover shit. They right. couldn't cover shit if you call them a blanket and throw them on a bed. Right. It, it ain't a joke, dude. <laughs> no. I mean, it, it, it is a joke. It's terrible over there. Are you interested in Moneyline here? I'm not, we're not sprinkling this as official play, but I'm actually a little interested, uh, at least in a baby sprinkle here, because I do think, worst case, it is a Follow field goal game. Follow us on the Action Network app at cash underscore with underscore right. Colt at our mags. You might, in all caps, you might see it as a little sprinkle on one I of our I do believe books, I will be there possibly. with it. But hey, who the hell am I if I would come to this pod and not bring some trends along with me? Most definitely go for it. Well, hey, Texas 2-5-1 ATS last eight games in October. Oklahoma State 34-16-1 their last 51 games ATS in October. Oklahoma State 19-7 ATS their last 26 as an underdog. And 6-1 ATS their last seven as a road 
Puppy Dog. The underdog in the last four meetings between these two teams, 4-0 ATS. Oklahoma State, 4-2 ATS the last six meetings overall. And 6-1 ATS the last seven meetings in Texas. Give us both the boys mm-hmm. plus five. It's quickly dropping fast and in a hurry. Smash it in as quick as you can. Love it. First best bet of the day coming from my partner and me as well. Oklahoma State Cowboys plus five, plus four and a half, wherever it's at. We love it. All righty. Keep it rolling. All righty. So for me, this one, I am alone on this one. I'm going to my beloved Big Ten. I don't have any Big Ten unders today. I do think really? I will. Uh, color me shocked, but wow. uh, I will probably have one come Saturday just for the sake of having them on wow. Saturday. But still got to have some action on my Big Ten boys. This one may come as a surprise to some people, but I'm going the Minnesota Golden Gophers plus the four and a half Woo! at home. Ski you ma. Ski you ma against okay. the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Minnesota has won the last two meetings in this matchup here, and I know uh, Minnesota's pass offense has been concerning, but they have had two weeks to prepare for this matchup. Their rush, rush defense, rush offense have been very successful, so I think they can slow down Nebraska's defense, or excuse me, offense with their defense and control the game with some rush offense here. I like the extra week of preparation for Minnesota here, and I love it. Uh, I love them at home. I think this is going to be a grindy Big Ten uh, low-scoring game. This actually might be the one that I add as an under uh, come Saturday. But I think Minnesota is going to get their season back on track. They uh, Believe it or not, they've only played two Big Ten games. They're only one and one. They're In the grand scheme of the Big Ten, they're really just getting started. I'm not saying they're going to crash any parties here, but I still think they can have a solid season. You look at Nebraska, they're one and three in the Big Ten. As far as their hopes for anything Big Ten-wise, they're, they're, they are playing better. I won't deny that, but they're dashed. And Minnesota, I think, is going to get some things figured out here and make a uh, nice push and have a nice finish to their season. And I think it starts here today. I like them to get the win. I'll stay away with it because I like the four and a half because I really do think the winner of this game is going to win by three or less here. Or four or less, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I I just mainly, I I just kind of stayed away from this because Minnesota's just been so unreliable. They've been classic Minnesota. I love where you're at. I love where your head's at. I think this is definitely worth a back. I think I will end up 100% sprinkling this. The only thing that like really draws me to Minnesota is like now all of a sudden Nebraska deserves to be a four and a half point favorite. There you go. That makes no fucking sure. sense whatsoever. So I don't know. I'm not buying it all too much with the Gophers. Not on my card. It is on your card. So we'll give it to you. Our mag second best bet of the day. Minnesota Golden Gophers at home ski you ma plus four and a half partner please. Give them number three. All right, number three. This is the last college football game that we'll be lining up on here, partner. And we are going another conference over to the East Coast. ACC play NC State and Boston College. Mm-hmm. Going with Boston College plus the three points at home against the Wolfpack. Mm-hmm. I don't have too much on this one, partner. The These Eagles. teams are very, very similar. And I'm taking the team with the extra points at home in this spot. Wolfpack 0-6 ATS last six as a road favorite. BC 6-1 ATS last seven at home. And BC, or excuse me, the Wolfpack 1-6-1 ATS last eight meetings between these teams. Three of the last four have been one-score games. That one that was not a one-score game was a 20-point Boston College win. Uh, And I just really think that these teams are very, very even here. So if you're giving me points with the home team, give me the Golden Eagles, my friend. I have uh, no concerns with this one whatsoever. I do think it's going to be a close game. I like BC to get the win, but uh, I like the three-point insurance there. I agree with you as well, my friend. This, too, will be found on my card, so don't you worry whatsoever. Hey, much like you, that uh, their home dog was uh, in my analysis. I think this is going to be a defense. 
defensive battle, one in which, much like my partner, I think you need to take the points with the home dog. Mm -hmm. These teams are incredibly similar. Points per game allowed. Boston College, 16.8. NC State, 15.8. Almost the exact same numbers on the defensive side of the ball, with NC State being just a smidge better, but nothing that you wouldn't expect with some of the competition that they have played. One thing that I am targeting in on as well is the fact that uh, the old Eagles there have played one game, or no, I'm sorry, the Wolfpack. Mm -hmm. We're taking the Eagles. I'm talking about the Wolfpack now. Sorry to confuse you. The Wolfpack, NC State, has played one game on the road. This game is in Boston College. That one game for them was in Mississippi State. They lost 24-10 to as one-point favorites. Hmm. Now they deserve to be three-point favorites on the road after they got absolutely creamed. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Boston College is Mississippi State. A little inside joke there. Either way, uh, we absolutely love it from that aspect. But hey, we bet numbers, not teams on this here show. So, trends coming at you once again. NC State 6-15 and 15 ATS last 21 games following a straight-up win. 3-8 and eight ATS their last 11 versus a team with a winning straight-up home record. They're also 3-11 and 11 ATS their last 14 Road games, wouldn't mm-hmm. you know it? And 0 and 6 ATS, their last six as a road favorite. Oh boy, wouldn't you I also that know that? Oh, you did say <laughs> yeah, that yeah, Boston yeah. College also six and one ATS last seven home games and five and one ATS last six as a home dog. Boston College six two and one ATS last nine following a bye week. And in these matchups, I know you said uh, the straight up wins there. They are six two and one ATS last nine with NC State three zero and one ATS last four meetings and six one and one ATS the last eight meetings in Boston College. Love it. Give us both the Eagles. Love the outright win. Not going to take a sprinkle on this one. We like the insurance in case of some funny business sure, there sure. at the end. Boston College Eagles plus three. You know, last thing I will say on this one, I think NC State is coming in as the favorite for a couple of reasons. A, I don't feel like people, the general public, realizes that Boston College isn't the ACC doormat anymore. That's one thing. Right. But also, NC State obviously got that outright win against Clemson. Boston College still took Clemson to overtime, and it was in Clemson. So Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, you know, taking stock in, I think if Boston College caught Clemson at home, I think Boston College would have won that game. So... Nonetheless, I think they're very similar, but Boston hmm. College uh, gets that nice little win here. Funny you mentioned something about Clemson hmm. being at home and something. <laughs> hmm. Who knows? Who knows? Who's Keep it moving, partner, with your best bets of the weekend. All righty. So once again, switching conferences here. I am going to the SEC now. Uh-oh. I believe I am jumping. Yeah, that's four different conferences here, but Uh-oh. I am jumping to the SEC. We've got Ole Miss at Tennessee And I am taking the Volunteers at home on the money line. Both teams in this matchup have very explosive offenses. Not going to deny that Ole Miss has a very good offense. It's both top 20 total yards and uh, points scored here. But I give a big edge to, I'm not saying they're a fantastic defense, but I give a big edge to Tennessee's defense. I would say they're more clo- a little bit closer to a middle-of-the-pack, you know, semi-competent defense, and that's not obviously high praise. But the reason I'm saying that is because Ole Miss's defense is absolutely horrendous. Total yards, uh, cut cut in if you got something. Yeah, actually kind of noteworthy, Nick Chubb not practicing today and has not all week. Not week. 
Uh, Kareem Hunt's good to go, but also just for a young guy, that's something to kind of think about not practicing all week or being out. He says not worried because he might have a play on that team. So (laughs) you got to have that attitude when you have a play on that team. Please continue, sir. All righty. So back to Tennessee. I mentioned mentioned Tennessee's defense is mediocre, and I say that's not high praise, but it's because Ole Miss's defense is absolutely terrible. Total yards, Tennessee is 46 in the country defensively. Total yards, Ole Miss is 102nd. Pass yards, they're pretty close here. I won't mention that, but rush yards. Tennessee is actually 30th in the nation against the run. Ole Miss is 106th points, 37th in Tennessee's favor to Ole Miss's 100th. They're allowing 31 points per game, partner. Ole Miss, 2-10 last 12 games, ATS after allowing 200 rush yards in the previous game. Tennessee's rush offense is 7th in the country. I love the Volunteers to, I think there's going to be a shootout, but I, I just give the edge to Tennessee to make a, a couple stops, and I don't think ten, or Ole Miss's defense is going to t- stop Tennessee more than maybe once here in this game. So give me the Volunteers at home to show out and slow this Ole Miss down, uh, offense down just a little bit and give me a nice little win here. What do you think, partner? Love your analysis. Yep. Love where your head's at. Mm-hmm. Love that you gave this out as a play. Okay. <laughs> Three things, no two things for me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Ole Miss has fucked me one too many times okay, this season. Fair enough. Tennessee has fucked me one too many times this season. I cannot afford to put any of my bankroll on this game. Sure. They have not done that to you no. so far this season. No. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. I can't pick a side because I don't want to get burned either way. Sure. Love your play. Love where your head's at. Tennessee Volunteers money line keep it rocking keep it rolling my friend all right so once again switching conferences this will be the last time that i've got a new conference but i believe this uh-huh. game is going to be similar for you as far as staying away with these uh-huh. teams kind of chapping uh-huh. your partner but i'm going to the pac 12 this time some late night action stanford at wazoo washington state this one is in washington state and i am taking the cougars on the money line at home against stanford hey, go cougs man Go Coops, go, baby. Uh, Don't be fooled by that Stanford win over Oregon. That was a little bit of a fluky win. They are very, very banged up with a multitude of injuries. We talked about their game last week, uh, Stanford and Arizona State. You were interested in Stanford, but then some big line movement, you know, talked you off the ledge there and really made you pull back. They ended up losing that game, I think, 28-10 to against Arizona State. This offense is really flawed here. 100th Mm -hmm. in the nation in total yards, Stanford is. And I know Washington State has been a little inconsistent, but they're starting to pick up... uh, some consistency with their passing game. They can move the ball through the air. But in this matchup alone, Stanford and Washington State, Cougars have won the last four meetings, scoring 40 points in three out of four of those games, partner. And Stanford, straight uh, not straight up, ATS, 0-5 ATS last five meetings. So I think this is just a bad matchup for Stanford here. And while some people are concerned about Washington State, and again, that brand name of Stanford might draw you into it, but Stanford isn't the old uh, classic Stanford team from a decade ago. I love Washington State and their pass offense in this game to handle some business here, partner. Hey, I'll save some time, but I will close it with the two things or one thing you said at the beginning. I hate both of these teams. They've (laughs) chapped my ass more than one time, and I will not be wagering it, but love where your head's at. Love the play. Love you're giving it out. Smash it in, my friends. Washington, go Cougs. Money line. Last play of the weekend coming from you up here in just a second? Yes, sir. Well, this is our showdown here. Okay. Well, we can make it a showdown, I do suppose. So I will uh, chime in after you get done. So please, partner, indulge the kind viewers out there that are now subject to 
the second college football TTL showdown mm. of this season, my friends. You know how it gets down from time to time. We throw some bows here at the show. So, partner, tell them the matchup. Tell them where you're leaning, and I'll go ahead and segue once you think you're done telling them the winning uh, okay. side. Um, for sure. I actually don't have too much to lay down on this matchup. Uh, I really... Oh, really? Is that so? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so staying in the Pac-12 here. I said I ain't switching conferences anymore. Staying in the Pac-12, even later night action on this one. Arizona State, Utah, and I like the Utes. Money line in this one to edge out the old Sun Devils, and this one is in Utah. I I just really like Utah's defense in this game. I told you last week I think we were going to come out surprised uh, or at least impressed by Utah's defense after that game last week. And I was. I was uh, really impressed with the win they had over USC. So I do believe that they are going to continue that momentum and hold down an Arizona State offense that uh, is not bad by any means. They are pretty damn solid. But I just give them an edge in this matchup. Uh, Utah 5-2, and two, ATS last seven meetings between these two teams. But give me the Utes to keep going on some momentum. They had a nice little, uh, not a nice little, they had a rough little scuffle out of the gates. Cover their last three games, and I like them to keep that momentum for a fourth straight cover in this one, partner. Yeah, um, I would agree with you that uh, it was pretty impressive seeing what uh, Utah did against USC last week. Uh, actually, was both of our one of our best bets sure. of the weekend, and uh, loved them last weekend. Hate them this weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't think that defense matters much uh, for what they are going to be seeing in the Sun Devils, my friends. This is going to be a back-and-forth Pac-12 shootout, and it is going to be a sweat. However, ultimately, late night, those Sun Devils are going to pull away. Now, a couple of key reasons because of that. The first one, not the biggest one, but the first one is the home and away splits and over-under splits. I want to focus on those o- or, uh, straight up and ATS splits. I apologize, not overall. Uh, overall, straight up ATS splits. Utah, 3-2 and two straight up so far, but 1-4 ATS. Arizona State, 5-1 and one straight up, 3-3 three and three ATS. Now, I'm skipping the points altogether. I'm going right for the money line. It's fair pricing. You actually get a little bit better pricing on that than trying to have to eat a little bit of chalk on the spread. I think that Arizona State keeps it rolling, moves to 6-1. and one. They cement their spot in the Pac-12 South as the best team down there. And that segues me into my second point that I think this comes down to with these teams being so evenly matched, Arizona State and Utah being 1-2 and two in the Pac-12 South, you got to look at the coaching. And I've already seen Herm Edwards make some serious adjustments during in-game that have sent opposing coaches, most notably Chip Kelly, into tailspins. They can't figure out how to beat them offensively. They can't figure out how to beat them defensively. That defense is what a lot of people are glossing over with the Sun Devils. And even though they don't have the numbers to much back it up quite yet, I think this is the week, much like I was saying last week, that the Sun Devils defense surprises just a few people. So this comes down to more Herm Edwards versus Kyle Whittingham to me. I think, obviously, Herm being the better coach, and I think the Sun Devils continue to improve and improve and improve and improve. Arizona is 5-0, and if you needed to know. ATS last five conference games, 5-1 and ATS last six road games. 3-1-1 ATS versus a team with a winning record, and Utah's 1-4 ATS last five games at home, and 1-3-1 ATS last five as a home dog. And in their last five overall, they're just not doing a great job covering, so why expect them to now? 
now 1-4 ATS. Not good for the books. Forget historical trends. They haven't played for a while. This is a brand new Sun Devils team under Herm Edwards, and they're about to destroy the Utes. If you want, side with my partner on the left side of the TTL showdown, or maybe right side on your screen you're watching right now with the Utah Utes, the underdogs in this matchup, but the home team, or side with me, the fighting Herm Edwards, Arizona State Sun Devils, the favorites in this matchup, as they should be. And this is just a setup line to get people over to the underdog side. The first TTL showdown of the weekend. Utah Utes versus Arizona State Sun Devils. Sleeping on my guy Kyle Whittenham over there, dude. I ain't sleeping shit. <laughs> I ain't sleeping shit. I was sleeping on fucking Herm Edwards mm -hmm. last year, and I will not do it mm -hmm. this year, my friend. So, sure. anything else you nope. must lay down? Nope, that's all I got. All right, well, hey. Appreciate your insights, appreciate your analysis, appreciate everything you got coming out over there. So, let's uh, keep this proverbial podcast train steaming. Oh, he is not. Okay, Ertz is not allowed to uh, play Sunday. Ah, appreciate so, that. Okay, appreciate very that. Interesting. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Quick, uh, quick update. Yeah. Trevin Diggs, game time decision for the Cowboys. Oh, I did see that as I was uh, scrolling through. So, that's definitely notable, especially with an notable. ankle. Ankle, uh, something to think about there. So there you go. There you have that. And then uh, Terry McScorin, I think he's going to be all right, but it was reported that he's working off to the side with trainers today instead of being involved in full-time practice. Yep. But it might be a young veteran kind of day. Yeah. Work. So yeah. We'll see. Vontae Adams got a uh, listed vet rest day the other day. That's nice. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. Someone said vet not old or something like that. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. <laughs> My friends, that's the first segment of the day for college football. Let's quickly get into the second segment. I'll dish out all of my picks, and then uh, we'll flash them up on the screen. I'll tell you about them, and we'll get on to the NFL for the pick spectacular to continue steaming on down the track. So it's time for my best bets of the weekend. For actually today, I got two coming at you, and then I'll get into Saturday's card. So for tonight, my friends... My first best bet of the evening, I am getting into the Clemson Tigers versus the Syracuse Orange. And I'm taking the dogs here. I'm taking the Syracuse Orange plus 13 and a half. This is a three-star play for me. If you know my rating system, you'll see all of those on the Action Network app. Again, free plug for you guys. But... This is mainly because Clemson has not covered a game all season long. They are 0-5 ATS. Now they deserve to be almost two touchdown favorites on the road to Syracuse. I don't think so, John. And, you know, my partner might look at me and say, hey, the Orange have just absolutely murdered me time and time again in my life, much like some of his plays that I've said that before, and he's biased to that. So I don't know that he would back this, but... I would say also, too, that I think this is a brand new Orange team here in 2021, and they have played rather, rather, rather nicely, especially at home. They have actually covered five of their six games this year, and their defense is pretty doggone good. It is actually going to match up nicely with Clemson. They are allowing 3.1 yards per rush compared to 2.8 for Clemson, and they are allowing 10.0 yards per pass compared to 9.5 for Clemson as well. Yards per play, almost spot on two, 4.8 for Cuse, 4.3 for Clemson. The offensive side of the ball actually surprisingly Cuse is moving it a lot better. 
five and a half yards per rush compared to Clemson's four and a half yards per rush. Offensively, Cuse, 12.4 yards per pass compared to Clemson's 10.4 yards per pass. And Cuse, 6.1 yards per play compared to Clemson's 5.1 yards per play. So identical defenses, Cuse better on the offensive side i'm gonna take the points with the home dog nine times out of ten cuse has scored 31 and a half points per game compared to clemson's 21.2 this is not the same tigers team i don't give a shit if you shoot Dabo out of a cannon he can't be shot out of a cannon because this game's in syracuse land baby this one is in the favor of the orange i'm not brave enough to sprinkle on uh the money line whatsoever but i do like this one on the spread final closing thoughts my friend clemson has played much like i told you just a little bit ago with nc state one road game yep so far this year they lost to nc state 27 to 21 that same nc state team in overtime mm-hmm. so now once again i ask you them losing their lone road game by a touchdown in overtime. They deserve to be favored by almost two touchdowns on the road. I'm not buying it, Jack, but let the trends speak for themselves. Clemson, 2-6 and six, ATS, last eight following an ATS, no, a straight-up win. 0-4 oh, ATS, last four following an ATS loss. Clemson, 0-6 oh, ATS, last six as a favorite. R. Orange, Syracuse, 6-1 and one ATS, last seven as a dog, and 4-1 and one ATS, last Five as a home dog. Cuse is four and one ATS last six home games and five and two ATS last seven games on Friday. But what about meetings with Clemson? Clemson's pretty damn good, right? Ah, Cuse takes care of business, at least against the number five and two ATS last seven, two and one ATS last three in Cuse. Mm-hmm. Give me all of it. I'm with the orange. I'll let you keep Steven for the most part. You already mentioned it. I, uh, I'm i champed on both these teams. I'll be sitting out. However, if Syracuse covers that number, uh, they might be out of my off list, and I might, I'll might i be interested in moving forward here. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm rooting for you. I think they get it done, pal. So next game up on tap tonight, I'll keep it moving, keep it steaming. I'm also taking a dog, but this time on the road, I'm taking the Cal Golden Bears. Plus 13 and a half against the Oregon Ducks. And let me tell you why. This, once again, is a three-star play for me, my friends. And this number I actually would put a little bit closer to nine and a half. Sure. Uh, not so much two touchdowns. And uh, I think when you're getting that much value with the uh, line you're making, you can't help but uh, take the extra points. One main thing I'm looking at here is the home away splits. Uh, Oregon is 0-3 ATS at home. They failed to cover against Fresno State, Stony Brook, and Arizona. They were bigger spreads, but then again, this is somewhat of a bigger spread as well. Cal is 2-3 ATS overall, Mm -hmm. but their two ATS covers were on the road, my friends. Against Washington as 7.5-point dogs and against TCU as 11.5-point dogs. So I enjoy that. Oregon's being overvalued at home plain and simple that's what this comes down to both teams are extremely similar regardless of the brand names my friends defense uh is what i really focused in on here yards per play uh cal 5.5 oregon 5.4 yards per rush cal 3.7 oregon 3.6 and i could continue to go on and on and on and on with the offensive side of the ball the broader spectrum total yards per game versus the pass against the season these teams are actually really damn similar for being the Cal Golden Bears and the Oregon Ducks. 
Do not buy into the brand name. That is one of the classic things the books will do on a Friday night game. Mm -hmm. Give me all 13 and a half points, but let the trends also speak for themselves as always. Gal, 27 and 1 ATS, their last 28 as an underdog, and 11 and 1 ATS, their last 12 as a road pooch. 14 and 5 ATS last 19 road games overall also for the Golden Bears 3-1 and 1 ATS last 5 Friday games not to mention that Oregon 2 and 5 ATS last 7 games in October 1 and 5 ATS last 6 conference games always being overvalued in the Pac-12 and 0 and 7 ATS last 7 as a favorite 0 and 4 ATS last 4 as a home favorite. Okay. Give me all of the Cal Golden Bears to make this a damn game and put this way closer to 10 points, if not a touchdown, for those boys tonight. Okay, my man. I, uh, I'm i interested. Uh, the biggest thing I agree with is that I think Oregon is also very overvalued. I mean, I mentioned it earlier uh, when I was talking about Stanford. Don't be fooled by that Stanford win over Oregon. Because I just don't think Oregon is uh, a as good as what their brand name would lead you on to believe in whatever their I don't even know what number is next to their name at the current moment, but I don't believe they're that good. So I'm interested. I just don't know quite enough. I like I haven't watched enough of Cal to be confident enough either way. So I understand. I, that. I like the pick, and I I, I do believe I because uh, I don't have any Friday action. I think I'll have a little baby sprinkle on the old Cal Golden Bears. I've watched enough Golden Bears action yeah. to be uh, confident enough. Sure, you should be confident just like him. Hammerman as well. So there's my two Friday plays, everything ready to rock and roll. Also, if you are looking at the San Diego State-San Jose State game, not giving it out as a play, one star, half a star. Yeah. San Diego State Aztecs minus little nine gut, and a half. Little gut feeling it's type a shit. Gut feeling. There's what all is it? Type, San Diego State, San Jose. Yeah, San Diego State. There's great trends. There's great yeah. everything. It's beautiful. It's awesome. It's wonderful. Stupid line movement. Don't want to touch it. So. That's just what I'm saying, but if you're looking at it, you want to sweat it, I might do a little sprinkle on it too. But let's move into Saturday. I already told you about uh, our three-star play together. That's a three-star play for me. Oklahoma State Cowboys, plus five and a half, plus four and a half. Wherever you're at, it's quickly dropping fast and in a hurry, so get it locked in. But next play for me up on the board, right around the exact similar spread, four and a half. But this time, I'm going to the Favorita even though they are on the road. Sure. Taking the Michigan State Spartans minus four and a half against the Indiana Hoosiers. This one is plain and simple, my friends. If Michael Penix Jr. is injured in any type of capacity, give me all of the Spartans by at least two touchdowns. Are you kidding me? It looks like he's going to be out. Uh, head coach is being really, really uh, tiptoeing around. I might uh, announce it on Saturday. It looks like it's going to be game time decision. Okay, great. If you want to start Tuttle, he's going to get destroyed mm-hmm. by this Michigan yeah. State defense. If you start Penix, we all know that if he has even a sliver of questionability to him, he is a walking accident waiting to happen, my friend. Yeah. And we have seen his injury issues time and time and time and time again. If there was none of that on the table... I would think about Indiana plus the four and a half at home. But then again, they really just have not handled business, no. not only across the board, but in the Big Ten too, man. And sure. I know you were a little little tentative on this number, but I really dove in, and it looks like it is going to be an absolute beatdown by Michigan State, regardless of who is at quarterback, just because of that injury. Michigan State on offense is averaging seven and a half yards per play and five and a half yards. 5.8 yards per rush. I'm sorry. Don't want to shortchange anybody. Indiana only going for 4.8 yards per play and 3.4 yards per rush. So the Michigan State offense is just 
too high powered to be able to slow them down or for Indiana to make this any type of a game. It might be a little tight in the first quarter, and then it's going to get really, really far and separated away. I kind of envision it being like that Cincinnati game, but not as for sweaty. Indiana. Yeah, 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 not as sweaty for the Michigan State side of things. Michigan State would obviously be Cincinnati, so I really envision it being something like that. Uh, I could really go on and on with sure. all of this stuff, but Indiana's gotten ripped. Last but not least, they've gotten ripped in their lone two Big Ten games this year: twenty-four to nothing yep. last week against Penn State, thirty-four to six against Iowa early on in the week or early on in the year. Yeah. That's not something to not look at. No. You have to take note of that. You have to take stock of that. Big Ten opponents, conference opponents, they build their teams. They recruit their teams to beat fellow conference sure. teams. It's just like that in the NFL. It's the same fucking concept. Yep. So give me all of the Michigan State Spartans, but you don't believe me. You know I'm the trends, man. I got them coming at you. Closing final thoughts, 6-2 and two ATS, last eight road games for the Spartans. 6-0 and oh ATS, last six as a road favorite. The Hoosiers, 3-10-1 ATS, their last 14 as a home dog, and 1-4 ATS last five following a straight-up loss of 20-plus points. The Spartans are 12-5 ATS last 17 meetings overall, and the favorite in the last 16 meetings between these two teams, 12-4 ATS. Give me the Michigan State Spartans. Go Sparty, baby! I'm with you. I, I believe I will be hammering this one in. The only thing that's been holding me back is that, and I agree with everything you said, I think in my answer to the basically the question I'm about to raise is that I just don't think Indiana is that good, certainly not as good as they were last year. The only thing holding mm-hmm. me back is that this is kind of their last chance to have any be able to salvage their season type of type of game here. But that was, flushing them? Nah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Okay. That's exactly okay. what this is, is about to happen this fucking weekend. I love it. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. That That's really the only thing that's been holding yeah. me back, though, is because they, they almost have to throw everything they have. Yeah. But I agree with you. I yeah, think Michigan I think... State's really good. because, But on the contrary, Michigan State is undefeated. They still have everything in front of they're them. Nasty. They've got they're some nasty. big games ahead of them, and yeah. I don't think uh, they're looking past this one. No, not at all. And uh, I would give Indiana a shot in hell if we didn't have these quarterback issues right now. And okay. that would be kind of their glimmer of hope sure. for me. But I'm not even I, even we were yeah. like huge on Penix at, to start the year and he's really let us no, down. Man. So at, there you go. I said, there you I, last thing I said it early in the season, Indiana yeah, so you like my plays. We're I, talking I, I, I'm here talking myself into it more. Indiana is the from last year to this year is 2007, 2008, Illinois with Juice Williams looking 100%. like a decent quarterback his junior year. Next season, he looks like, uh, you know, a shell of himself. And yeah. that's what we got here. They're going to get crushed. It's exactly what's going to happen. Take the Michigan State Spartans. That's been my favorite take of the whole college football season. I needed to pat myself on the back again on that one. <laughs> Next game up on tap, we have the Miami Hurricanes versus the North Carolina Tar Heels. I, my friends, am not buying the Fugazi narrative with this team, and I am taking the NC State, not the NC State, oh. NC Tar Heels. I am sorry. Oh. Wow. North Carolina <laughs> oh. Tar Heels minus seven and a half. Now, this is a two-star play for me, but it's only because the line scares me just a little bit. However, did a little more digging into that, and I think this being at seven and a half is a key indicator that this is going to fall in the favor of the Heels. And if you have heard this, please stop me. The Miami Hurricanes are a <laughs> touchdown and a half underdog to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Give me all of that, please. I don't think so. This is not the same uh, Hurricanes team. I will not be backing them. Number one, De'Aaron King is out. Now you can tell me, oh, Tyler Van Dyke is a great replacement. He's even better than Derek De'Aaron King. Eh, maybe, but I'm not buying that narrative either. And this all falls on his shoulders. Um, So 
he's got a lot of that pressure. Then you couple that with Manny Diaz's seat being probably the hottest in all of college I would say football. So. so you got all of that pressure. And now they have no backup for Mr. Van Dyke because the other freshman quarterback, Jake Garcia, is out until mid-November. So, oh, mind you, in case I didn't mention that, Tyler Van Dyke is a freshman as well. So let's drop him into the most pressure-packed situation and try and salvage a season. I think that they're going to lose this by at least touchdown, two, two, two touchdowns. <laughs> but I don't think that uh, UNC or the books can put UNC at that because then it would start to send off a lot of red flags yeah. for a lot of sharps. So they got to keep this at the number they're keeping it at. Back it with confidence. Don't worry about dropping the uh, chalk there. But all that being said, I think that uh, this kind of plays into the same game script as uh, UNC against UVA. Surprisingly, they were actually seven and a half point favorites against Virginia as well. Uh, they won that game pretty easily. They uh, covered that game pretty easily. And I think it's going to be about the same. I put Miami's defense right in the same ballpark as them. Their offense right in the same ballpark when De'Eric King is healthy. And now he's not. So I think this is going to be a blowout from the jump. And I think this is going to be pretty damn bad. Not to mention Miami hasn't played a fucking game on the road all year yet. And I think it hasn't looked good at Hard Rock Stadium. No, and I don't think it's going to look good no, sir. whatever UNC Stadium is now. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Does Manny Diaz stick around come Monday morning? They lose this game by two tutties. Like I'm, I'm expecting to North Carolina. He might not be there. I think I agree with you there. We'll see what happens, but let the trends speak for themselves. Miami four and fourteen ATS last eighteen October games. This is their first game on the road. They are one and four ATS at home, so they're miraculously supposed to start covering on the road. I just don't buy it with them being two and three or um yeah one and four ATS overall at home and straight up. Uh, UNC five and one ATS last six following a straight up loss and seven and two ATS last nine following an ATS loss. They are also eight and three ATS their last 11 as a home favorite. Do not be afraid to eat the chalk, especially against the Hurricanes who are not the Hurricanes. Tar Heels five and one ATS last six meetings and the Heels are four and zero ATS last four in Carolina against the Canes. Give me the Heels minus seven and a half is my next best bet. Of Saturday. Like it. I uh, I like it. I haven't locked it in, but I do like it. All right, dude. Let's keep it rocking. Keep it <laughs> rolling. Let you keep going. Okie dokie, artichokey. Next one. I got a lot of puppies on this here card this week. For sure. I will tell you that. But uh, I think the lines are just a little bit overpriced. Uh-huh. I'm not going to deviate from the plan, and uh, we're going to get back to cash and tickets. Rock so on. next puppy I'm taking, next puppy I like. First, I need a quick sip. Okay. Go ahead. Appreciate the filler. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm taking Texas Christian University Cats plus 13 and a half, baby. I absolutely love them against Oklahoma, and I think that this is going to be a fun game, regardless of who is at quarterback. Stick a pin in that. We'll come back. This one is the sharp play of the weekend. My sharp play of the weekend. The Sharps already seen it. They took their side on Tuesday. They said, hey, look, we don't give a fuck if it's Rattler. We don't give a fuck if it's Williams. Or maybe they know. Maybe they do know also we're backing TCU. They have 41% of bets does TCU on the 13 and a half, but 59% of actual money wagered. And that was taken as of Tuesday. Now, partner, if you could be so kind as I continue to go on, kind of see where maybe that TCU split might be to see how much of it has moved. But 
If Rattler gets the start, and I do believe he gets the start, so take that pin out. Here we go back to the quarterbacks. <laughs> if Rattler gets the start, I think it's going to be a lot of the same situation. He's going to pull some bonehead plays, and, you know, that's not biased. You guys know I'm not the biggest Rattler fan, but also at the same time, he is just not that guy, pal. He hasn't and, been that guy. I got the know, splits when you're ready. Whenever you're ready, lay it down quickly. Pretty close to 50-50. Uh, 53% of the bets are on Oklahoma. 51% of the money is on Oklahoma. Okay, so just a little bit extra money. It's come down just a little bit more. So not too bad. Still the sharp side, if I do say so myself. Now, outside of that whole quarterback dilemma, and if Caleb Williams gets on the field and maybe he looks fucking great and then they switch to him halfway through the game, that's only going to confuse things and make Lincoln Riley's offense look all types of goofy and crazy. Yeah, at some point in time, you see some regression to the mean. Caleb Williams can't put the team on his back and do everything all at once. Well, if he has to come in mid-game, it'll look like last week and he has to save them and you know, you're not going to be worried about 13 and a half. 150%. Right. So there you go there. How about some home and away splits? TCU's only played one game. They're 1-0 straight up and ATS. Oklahoma's had four at home. They're 4-0 straight up, but they can't cover shit if they were a blanket. You tossed them on a bed. They are 1-3 <laughs> ATS, my friends. I'm not backing them to cover two fucking touchdowns with that. You're out of your mind. I feel like this ends right around 41-33, about the same exact ballpark that it did last week, a last-minute score for them against Texas, them being Oklahoma. But you don't trust me. You don't believe me. Let the trends speak for themselves. TCU 5-1 ATS last six road games. 5-2 ATS last seven conference games. Oklahoma 3-9. No Boomer Sooner ATS last 12 after scoring 40-plus in their previous game. Big Boomer letdown spot, if I do say so myself. Road team last seven meetings between these two teams is 5-2 ATS, so don't worry about that. I think the Cats go in there and scratch them Sooners. I don't know if this helps either way, but I've got a spam call from coming from Oklahoma at this exact moment. Well, somebody's watching from that there, Oklahoma. <laughs> Screw you, go cats, TCU plus 13 oh, and cat. a half. Horned frogs, dog. Oh, they are the horned frogs. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I said cats. Horned Same frogs. color as the cats. Yeah, it is. Not scratching cats. <laughs> TCU horned frogs. <laughs> Ribbit. <laughs> 13 and a half. Ribbit. I uh yeah, if Spencer Rattler, I'm waiting on quarterbacks for me personally on this one. If Spencer Rattler's starting, I'll be with you on this one, partner. I'll uh, I'll lock in the uh horn frogs down to 10 even honestly yep. if, if rattler's there if and i do believe that you are right that rattler's gonna get this start uh if anything happens and uh and they decide to go with williams right off the jump i'll probably stick away i just was infatuated with what i what, what i saw from williams not to disagree with anything that you said i just i'm personally gonna stay away if he's getting the start all right we're keeping it tight we're keeping it concise we're doing this by 11 so let's keep it steaming partner next play up for me I'm going to the Kansas State Wildcats, plus six and a half. That's why I said Cats, my bad. Three stars from me. First piece of analysis, motherfuckers just don't know. They think <laughs> that the Iowa State Cyclones are yeah. still that team, and they are not that team anymore, my friends. You think I'm bullshitting you. It's written down on my notes here, my friends. The Iowa State Cyclones are just not that team, and the Kansas State Wildcats are that team this year. They, uh... <sighs> They being the books, I think the books are still pricing them right under a touchdown to make the public run to their opponents. And I think that is the exact perfect spot for them because if they don't get this win outright, which I think they potentially might because of a key reason, I'll tell you in a minute, this definitely finishes within a field goal. There's yeah. no more than that. No way, no how. Kansas State actually got beat by Iowa State last year, 45 to nothing in Ames, Iowa, not in Kansas, where this game is played this year. 
Uh, Bill Carroll Stadium, I believe that's uh, what Kansas Bill State. Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder, that's right. It is an absolute electric factory. If you don't think that that is a home oh, yeah. advantage, oh. you're out of your mind. So I think that they are going to get their lick back, but I will take the six and a half points with the home dog. Once again, is my analysis. If you've been following this along, Kansas State, they will run. Deuce! Who into the ground. <laughs> I keep waiting for you to say Duval whenever you say that. I don't no. know why. He, uh, he will run. They will run him into the ground, and they're going to control time of possession. They'll get an early score, maybe early two scores, and they're going to control uh, time of possession. 130th in the nation now, dead ass last in tempo. That's just what they do with Iowa State being 83rd in the nation. So if Iowa State gets down, it's not like they're high-flying, running, gunning. They're not the same Iowa State team. They lack that pop this, that uh, they had last year that we've talked about with a lot of teams. I go on and on, but my friends, let me tell you, there is no way Iowa State's taking care of business because they've been already a minus six and a half favorite, and we bet teams not numbers here at the TTL pod, and last time, they were six and a half point favorites. I think you flipped that around. Or under, you know, six and a half point favorites. No, I said, you said, but you said, we bet teams not numbers. Oh, we bet numbers not teams. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. They were six and a half point favorites versus Baylor in week five. They lost that game. 31 to 29. I see something very similar shaking out because the Cats are 12 and 5 ATS last 17 as a dog, 6 and 2 ATS last 8 as a home team, and 4 and 1 ATS last 5 as a home dog. Give me all of the Kansas State Wildcats who are also seeing 37% of bets and 45% of money on this current spread at 6.5. One more time. Kansas State Wildcats plus six and a half. All righty, I'll let you keep moving on this one. I uh, I'm just sitting on I'm just sitting on the sidelines for this one. Hey, I totally understand. I like it though. No I do problem like it. whatsoever. But ah, uh, they've been my team so far. I like it. Yeah, I'm 100. I got to get back on the hill and get back into trenches with the cats. 100. Actually, my uh, last play of the the weekend here for college football because I already told you guys about Boston College. Uh, we already talked about that one, and then we already got the TTL showdown for Arizona State. So my last mm-hmm. play of the weekend. Going back to the Pac-12, we are playing a game that features a Pac-12 South team and a Pac-12 North team. If you don't know what matchup, we're talking to UCLA Bruins and the Washington Huskies. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, how about there you that? Go. Doggone. This one, though, on. is a two-star play for me. <laughs> I am siding with the UCLA Bruins. I'm taking plus one and a half. Now, very interesting. Last night, I put it in my bet slip while I was doing the rest of the uh, – two nights ago while I was doing sure. the analysis – to see if it would rip to two and a half because it was sitting at plus 100 at plus one and a half on the spread. And I left it, I left it, I left it. It never changed. So I hammered it at plus one and a half and then they took the juice away for some reason and it stayed at one and a half. So I'm a little bit more excited about that because I thought if it moved up to two and a half, this might be a little bit more of a letdown spot for UCLA. But now I might even make it a little bit of a two and a half play because I think the sissy blue train rides on, my friends. In order to keep pace with the number one and two teams in the Pac-12 South, that being Arizona State and Utah, two teams playing each other that we're facing off against each other as well, UCLA has to win this game. Washington is fifth in the Pac-12 North. They cannot 
go into Washington and possibly think that they can lose this game and have any hope for some sense of a Pac-12 title at the end of the year like they want and what Chip Kelly was brought to UCLA for. Not to look fun, not to look cool and sissy blue, not to bring the fucking visor and all the hoopla. It's to win damn championships. They must win this game, no question about it. Home and away splits are actually pretty big for me as well. UCLA is 2-0 straight up and ATS on the road with Washington being 2-1 straight up, but 1-2 ATS at home. I do believe, I've said it three times now, the sissy blue train keeps rolling. Keep doubting them, and they're going to get it done. They have to. They must. We're going to take one and a half because UCLA is 4-0 ATS last four versus a team with a losing record. They're also 4-0 ATS last four road games and 4-1 ATS last five as a dog. Washington, 22-53-2 ATS last 77 in the month of October. Not okay. a good October team. 1-4 <laughs> ATS last that, right. five home games and 1-4 ATS last five as a home favorite. They don't perform well in this spot or coming out of a bye as the Huskies are 1-5 ATS last six I like that. games coming out of a bye. Doesn't matter if they're home, if they're away. I'm telling you, my friends, the sissy blue train takes care of business. Give me the boys and Chip Kelly and that visor to get it done on the road. Thank you very much. I like that one, man. I do believe I would be back in y'all on that one. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, I typically have like 17... Who can plays yeah. and uh, down to 10 two yeah, for yeah. tonight and eight for the weekend. So hopefully we're zeroed in on some good value here. I cut out a lot of shit. I could have bring you guys and uh, feel pretty damn good about those there bets. Most definitely. I As far as UCLA, I uh, or Washington, that was one team that I was here and talked up a little bit in the, in the preseason. And then they obviously just haven't lived up to it. So, okay, my friends, rip out your sports books, whichever one. You like your favorite on the market. Maybe your paper and your pen get ready to scribble them down if you enjoy a nice offshore book, if you will. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you have to go visit Johnny the Bookie down the street. It is time to first get that off of the screen. And to second, get into the TTL Crew's best college football bets of the weekend for week seven of the college football regular season. Now live on your screen, get ready to smash them in. Here we go. Live on the left side of your screen, my best college football bets of the weekend. I got the Syracuse Orange tonight, plus 13.5, as well the California Golden Bears, plus 13.5 tonight in addition. On Saturday, I got the Oklahoma State Cowboys plus five or whatever the best line is at right now. Michigan State Spartans minus four and a half. UNC Tar Heels minus seven and a half. TCU Horn Frogs plus 13 and a half. The Kansas State Wildcats, my best bet of the weekend, plus six and a half. Boston College Eagles plus three. UCLA Sissy Blue Train Bruins plus one and a half. And the Arizona State money line if you would turn your attention to the right side of your screen right above us in this here video box you see our mags picks of the weekend he too is on the oklahoma state cowboys plus five or whatever the line's at right now the minnesota golden gophers ski you ma plus four and a half at home also on boston college eagles plus three he's added in addition the tennessee 
Volunteers money line as well as the Washington State Cougars money line. Yes, and then he is opposing me for the TTL showdown of the weekend. The Utah Utes money line against the Arizona State Sun Devils. I'm with Herman the boys and he's with Kyle and the guys. <laughs> Wherever you want it. The least intimidated thing you've ever said. You're damn right. Lock it in. Hammer it home. Sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets and this weekend's best bets in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. All righty. Okay, partner. There we go. There we have it. All of our best bets of the weekend. Sure. For the college football slate. But I do remember there is some more football going on this weekend. Plenty more football this weekend. A little bit of NFL on Sunday, if I do say so myself. Hmm. So, with that being said, let's get back into your best bets Alrighty. of the weekend. With a little bit of a flip of the script. A little NFL action yes, now. Sir. And if you want to start for Essence of Time with our opposing plays. Alrighty. And we can just get right into it. I will most definitely do that. So first one up here, partner. Got an interesting matchup. Very good matchup. I'm excited for this game. Very much so here. But we've got the Chargers and Ravens. And we are opposing on this play. I am taking the Baltimore Ravens minus the two and a half at home in Baltimore here today. I like this next one, uh, the next showdown a little bit more than this one. However, I do really like the Ravens in this spot here. And I, as much as I like the Chargers, I don't like them in this specific spot here. I know what you're gonna. You know what I'm gonna say here, partner. Chargers defense against the run has been pretty rough. They are one of the worst teams against the rush so far this year, and the Baltimore Ravens offense is starting to become a little less predictable with their improvements in the passing game. Lamar Jackson is throwing the rock around very nicely right now. But the last thing that I like that's kind of pushing me over the edge: the Ravens get to stay at home after a momentum gaining win on this past Monday night. Nice cozy in their beds all week long while the Chargers got to travel across the country after a couple home stays there in L.A. So I really like this Ravens team to take care of business, control the game, run the ball, run all over them, if I'm being totally honest with you. And this Chargers offense, as much as I love Justin Herbert, to be a little bit uh, a little bit off script and a little slower out of the gates this time around. So obviously, obviously you oppose me, but I'm taking the Ravens minus two and a half. Well, I'm taking the Chargers plus two and a half, and it's actually a three-star play for me because even though the Ravens got sleep nice and tightly in their home beds, it was uh, still going to be, or it is still going to be a short week for them, and I don't think that it matters too much that the Chargers have to go across uh, the country because they are just kind of doing what they're doing, and they're kind of exposing any potential bad things or bad juju that might have happened to them in the past. I've said it time and time and time and time again. I still think a lot of people believe the Anthony Lynn anchovies are on the Chargers pizza, and it is not. They are gone. He is out of town. There is none of that bad nonsense going on anymore. Right. And I'm really a big fan of Brandon Staley and what Ronaldo Hill are doing, and I think at some point in time, the Ravens' injury luck all of their luck in general is going to run out. Now, I know that they've been able to expand their playbook with Lamar being able to be a little bit more of a pocket passer, but I don't like, really nice think, I don't think he can do that <laughs> against the Chargers secondary. So I think that being kind of taken out against the Chargers secondary, regardless of how bad they've been against the rush, I do believe the Chargers are going to know that and put an emphasis on that at practice probably all fucking week. You need to know where you're not doing so good in order to continue to improve in the NFL. 
We bet numbers, not teams here at the TTL pod and away underdogs in the NFL are 30 and 20 ATS on the season. I do also believe that this game is going to come down to that passing to close everything out. The Chargers third in passing offense with 303 yards per game and the Baltimore defense 29th in the NFL versus the pass (laughs) 296.4. So much like my partner thinks it's going to be a little bit of a rushing affair for the Baltimore Ravens, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a shootout play in favor of the Chargers and the away pups. Last but not least, you know I got the trends, boys. Los Angeles Chargers, 4-1 ATS last five week six games, 35-15-4. That does include the reign of Anthony Lynn. ATS last 54 as a road dog. Baltimore, 10-26-1 ATS last 37 October games and 1-5 ATS last six week six games. The road team's 5-0 ATS last five meetings between these two. And the Chargers, 3-2 ATS last five meetings between these two overall. Give me the road dogs to keep the trend going. 30 and 20 ATS already this year. Go Bolts, baby. Chargers plus two and a half. First NFL TTL showdown. Second TTL showdown of the weekend. Mm -hmm. If you're siding with my partner, take the Baltimore Ravens minus two and a half as his first best bet of the NFL weekend. Partner, please keep it rolling. All right. So number two on this one is another showdown. I really like this one partner and I know you like the other side, obviously, but Uh we're going to the Cardinals and Browns. Big matchup here for both teams here. I'm going with the Browns minus the three and a half. As much as I typically stay away from that number, I really like this Cleveland defense to slow down Arizona and Kyler Murray's offense. Kyler Murray is looking like he's got a little bit of a banged up shoulder. He had a rough weekend scoring points last week against the 49ers defense, and I do believe the Browns are going to be able to do similar things here. That Browns rushing attack, as much as uh, you like to bring up uh, Nick Chubb isn't quite at practice yet, I think he'll be fine, and even if it's Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt is an absolute dog, and he will have no problems against this rough Arizona Cardinals rush defense, 29th in the league against the rush. I think, uh, you know, the Cardinals are going to come back down to earth a little bit. They have no Chandler Jones in this one. Their center is also out in this game. I like the Browns to take care of business at home in this spot and kind of control the game as they have done in their win so far this season. So give me the Browns at the uh, minus three and a half, partner. I don't think that Nick Chubb is so unnotable. I think that if that was somebody else and not one of your best bets of the weekend, you might be singing a little bit different tune because a young guy not practicing all week and then especially not logging a Friday practice does mean a little bit something, something. And especially Kareem Hunt being fully healthy and back at practice now, they could be going into that one back role. And Kareem Hunt traditionally has not been the best running back in a one back setting he's really really good in that two-back setting even though he is good in a one-back setting he produces much better now at this stage in his career in a two-back setting call me crazy go ahead and check the numbers but my friend i am taking the cardinals plus three and a half couple of key reasons regardless of all of the cardinals injuries not really a whole boatload of them a couple of key ones but nothing that i really think is gonna cause their ship to sink or cause the train that is their team right now from steaming down the tracks. They're seeing 39% of bets, but 42% of actual money wagered on the game. So a lot bigger bets coming in on the three and a half. Think it's pretty doggone valuable. Once again, we bet on numbers, not on teams here at the TTL pod. The way dogs are going to be barking this weekend, my friends, 30 and 20 ATS still once again, 
I do believe that this kind of turns into a shootout, much like the uh, Browns and Chargers game last week. Maybe not as high. Uh, maybe just a little bit lower, uh, 30s, somewhere, eh, somewhere in that ballpark, I would say high 20s, uh, low 30s, somewhere in there. But all of that being said, it doesn't matter what I think the game's going to do. It doesn't matter what I think about these teams, what we know about these teams, because everybody and their dogs know the Browns are a rushing team and that the Cardinals suck at rushing defense and you know that's there's no way that either team could game plan around that or change any type of game plan they're just stuck in that cemented in that and the cardinals being a team that's actually doing really well this team they're not going to be a team that can make any adjustments so i wouldn't back that at all um but arizona cardinals are also 9-3 and 2 ats as an away dog under cliff kingsbury and the cleveland browns 4-1 Five ATS as a home favorite under Kevin Stefanski. Arizona 4-0-1 ATS last five week six games and 5-0 ATS last five in October. Cleveland 2-5 ATS last seven home games overall and 0-4 ATS last four week six games. I think a lot of people are going to be anticipating that the uh, Brownies control this with the ground and pound. I think that's why you're seeing this number much closer to a field goal finish, much tighter finish. They ain't beating nobody by more than a field goal at this point in the ball game. Don't care who they get back healthy. Give me the Cardinals plus three and a half. Can we be friends again? Absolutely. All right, Let's for keep sure. it rocking and rolling. <laughs> All righty. So my third and final play of the weekend, at least for now, I actually have a couple that I've got my eyes on that I will probably lock it in come Sunday. So yeah, yeah. check out the action app once again for us. But this third and final play for me, we are actually lining up on this one. And, I do believe this is the rat line of the weekend, folks. We've got the Patriots and Cowboys, and we are taking the Patriots plus the three and a half at home against the Dallas Cowboys. There's no reason that this line shouldn't be higher than this, given what we saw from the Patriots last week and what we've been seeing from the Cowboys. But I do believe this Patriots defense is going to wake up at home and make some plays as far as, because they've kind of been a bend, don't break defense and that's not really uh you know with given the way the offense is playing that's not how they're going to win games so i think their defense is going to have to step up and actually make some plays here and i also like mac jones and the offense to also kind of wake up here and find more ways to score points here and win because mac jones has looked solid it's just a cohesive you know kind of effort that the offense has been a little slow here and i think Mm -hmm. they as we get along here that coaching staff top to bottom both sides of the ball is way too good to continue being what they've been so i really like this uh patriots team to heat up a little bit here make this a real scrappy type game get the cowboys out of their comfort zone and you know win some coaching advantages here in this one partner i don't know what else you have to add to this one but i like the patriots to keep this within a field goal if not get it outright yeah, this is uh, actually a three-star play for me, too, this weekend, partner. Uh, one of my biggest ones. I think this is the uh, the biggest square line of the yeah. week, honestly, to tell you the truth. You know, I've been fading the Cowboys. If you've been following along with us, uh, I have been saying at some point in time that injury luck, their luck in general, and Mike McCarthy, all of that is going to rear its uh, ugly head all at one crashing time, and the sky is going to be falling at the star. I do believe it's going to be this week, and there is no reason after what the Cowboys did to the Giants, much like you said, partner, that this line should be dropping down now to three and a half after it sat at four and a half all week. The New England Patriots are the sharp side at plus three and a half, still 21% of bets they are seeing, but 45% of actual money. Dallas is the only perfect ATS team left, and you're going to tell me that they are making it easier, the books making it easier for the Cowboys to cover, and they're the most perfect one. Now, 
I've said this week in and week out and week in and week mm -hmm. out. So if it happens again and the books stand up on the table and pull their pants down and say, here you go, Cowboys, <laughs> I am not going to back against them. Yeah. Bet against them again. Right. I'm not also going to back the Cowboys. I'm going to cross them out as an NFL team altogether, and I'm going to completely freaking ignore it because if the books let the Cowboys do this to them again, I'm going to lose my everyone. Well, it doesn't make mind. sense. It doesn't, it make, doesn't sense. make any sense. Dallas, 3-7 and seven ATS, last 10 October games. Dallas is also 1-4 ATS, their last five as a road favorite. New England, 43-19-2 ATS, last 64 games in October, and 33-19-3 ATS, last 61 as a dog. Give me Bill Belichick to at least cover the spread, but I think, man, oh, man, they're 0-3 at home. They got to get a win, too, at some point in time. Partner, any closing thoughts on New England plus three and a half? Yeah, kind of building out what you were just saying. Two and three need desperate for a win are the Patriots. This coaching staff is way too good to roll over and die like that. And I do believe that uh, if this line drops to two and a half or less come game time, I will probably be sprinkling the Patriots money line. What about you? I think we're on the same page yeah. in that ballpark as well. Because it does look like uh, potentially on FanDuel, it's already dropping down to three, my friends. Three and a half still on DraftKings. What's that? No fucking way. Yeah, dude. No like way. that's what I'm saying. Like there's no and it's no 80, way. Eighty percent of bets are on the Cowboys, and uh, I already clicked off. So let me get real back. Eighty percent of bets on the Cowboys. Fifty-seven percent of money. So the Patriots have twenty percent of the bets, obviously, but forty-three percent of the money. Massive no money, uh, and it still quite hasn't quite no gotten fifty-fifty. So I, I, much like you, you laid it out the laid out the analogy perfectly, but. I find it impossible to believe that not only a team that is covering like that, they're going to let them do that again, but the biggest brand name in the damn NFL, there's no way the books are just going to let you take all their money like that. I, I don't see it. 5-0 and ATS. It comes to a stop this weekend. Yeah. All right, partner. Uh, NFL plays coming from you. Anything else you got to lay down and dish out? No, sir. All right. I'll keep this train steaming down the tracks. Moving back into my best bets, NFL best bets of the weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me get on into it with my first play. I'm taking a home pup here, another home pup, if you will, in addition uh, to those Patriots. Starting my card off with the Carolina Panthers money line. I don't want the points. I'm skipping them all together. I don't care about the CMC news, whichever way this falls. I'm making this a two-star play, though, however, because of that little bit of CMC news. However, I think there's something that somebody knows that people aren't telling us because I've waited all week for that CMC news. It kind of looked like doubtful last night, but now I checked the fantasy app this morning and the he has he is projected to go for 25 points and Chuba Hubbard is now down to 2.4. So they're right. keeping it real hush, hush, hush what exactly they're going to do. So with that being said, the books have ticked this up a half a point in order to gain... A little bit more steam, I do believe, on the Vikings because they are absolutely getting killed right now on sharp money on the Carolina side of the ball, plus two and a half, plus two, wherever you're seeing it. 46% of bets, 71% of actual money wagered. They know that this should be the actual winning team. This should be the favored side. 33% of bets, but 41% of actual money wagered on their money line right now. Is that right around still the same? Uh, I Sorry, I was half money spaced line, in. Money, uh, line. money line, it is 70% on the Vikings bet slips, 61% uh, of money on so the Vikings. So right about yeah, the yeah. exact same, 39 per 41% uh, of money. So yeah, we're right still in that ballpark. You know, 
I know there's no replacing Christian McCaffrey. I know that you really can't gloss over that. However, I think even if he doesn't play, Chuba Hubbard's starting to really find his footing. He had 24 attempts, 101 yards, five catches, 33 receiving yards last week. I think he builds on that. And everybody keeps saying the Carolina defense is getting exposed, getting exposed, and I just don't buy it. They're still second in total yards, first versus the pass, and eighth versus the rush. This is a classic Minnesota Carolina matchup. Carolina remembers the loss they took last year, 28-27. to Minnesota was a three-point favorite in that game. Now this game goes to Carolina. Very, very similar. I think it falls in favor of Carolina getting their lick back. But you don't believe me? Let the trends tell you for themselves. Minnesota is 0-2 straight up on the road, and Carolina is 2-1 straight up at home. Now, obviously, we're skipping the spread altogether, but still something to think about here. Minnesota, 1-4 ATS last five road games, 0-7 ATS last seven as a favorite. I love them as a dog to get outright wins. I really do, or to lose games very minimally. Sure, sure, sure. But as a favorite, I like them to lose outright. It just does not feel good at all backing the Minnesota Vikings in a favorite spot. Carolina is a big rebound team, 5-1 ATS last six following an ATS loss. That one was a setup line by the books last week. They were destined to lose that game against the Eagles. It's just the way it shook out. Again, we bet numbers, not teams. The Panthers closing 9-3 ATS last 12 as a dog, and 6-1 and is the dog in the last seven meetings between these two teams. I'm skipping the points altogether because I don't think you need them. I think just with the half a hook with the CMC uncertainty tells me all I need to know that the books don't want to get killed by the Sharps and they just want to get a little bit of extra steam on the Vikings. Give me the Panthers money line. Alrighty, man. I'm interested. I told you the other day I went back and forth on this, on this one a bunch of times, but I do uh, lean towards the Panthers Okay, at home. Yeah. That's kind of what drew home. me all the yeah, way If it was over, Vikings so. at home, I would probably be on the Vikings. And if the Vikings were the dog, I would probably be on the Vikings. It's yep. just the way these matchups shake sure, out. Sure. So, go ahead. Next item up on tap. Next pick coming down the chute. This is the last time, if we could have taps <laughs> in the background. This is the last time that I will stand on this hill. That would be sick as fuck right now. If I will stand on this hill and be ready to take up my arms and get in the trenches with the Washington football team, but I'm doing it one final time. I'm taking them plus six and a half, and I will die on this hill. And if I die on this hill, much like the Jaguars last week, because you better believe your ass, I wanted to take the Jags plus three and a half, and they lost the fucking hook down to plus three. You made it. It made me want it even more, but I've died on the hill, and I have made a fucking promise. So I will make a promise here and now. If the football team fucks me again, I'm not taking them <laughs> next week. I don't believe you. Or again, but Washington. <laughs> The football team plus six and a half because I've said it about a few teams on today's show now, damn it. Yeah, yeah. That Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs are going chief. They can't cover shit if you called them a blanket and put them over a bed. That is just what they've been doing. It's what they've been doing last year. As a matter of fact, they are 3-13 and 13 ATS in their last 16 games yeah. overall. Chiefs going chief. The football team is the sharp side but what the fuck is even the sharp side anymore six and a half is seen plus six and a half 21 percent of bets 43 percent of money i still believe the chiefs are getting that money or the public bet percentage because of their brand yeah. name 71 percent of bets on their money line minus 290 but only 55 percent of actual money wagered on that money line 
I'm not that brave to do that nonsense, but I will take the six and a half because the Chiefs couldn't get it done in Arrowhead. I know the Buffalo Bills are a much different team, much better team. They destroyed mm -hmm. the Washington football team, but the Chiefs defense being so filled with holes and pretty much Swiss cheese at this point in time, I'm not back in any of that action. No. And Taylor Heineke, actually Taylor Bud Light, has plenty of firepower behind yeah. that offense to get him rocking and rolling. All that being said, uh, the Chiefs right now, just so you know, so it's not made up, 31st in total yards, 28th versus the pass, 29th versus the rush, yeah. and 32nd in points per game allowed. 32.6 for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's bad. Football team, 12th in points per game on offense. Mm -hmm. Defense wins championships. Not flashy Mahomes offenses. I know you would love to think so. Now you got Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes and everybody coming in. I'm not buying it, my friends, and I love the football teams here. You know, let me tell you some of these trends. There's no historical ones because they haven't played since 2017, but some of these key spots or this spot here are going to be really key for why we play this. Kansas City, 2-5 and five ATS, last seven on the road as well as a road favorite they're also three and nine ats their last 12 following an ats loss football team nine and three ats last 12 following a double digit loss at home and they are six and two ats their last eight october games okay both of these teams are one and four ats this season give me the fucking points washington football team plus six and a half hammered in hopefully not for the last time this year please get it done for me football team I I have left them in the grave, my friends, and I will keep them there. But I do like to play partner because the Chiefs. I'm not back. Chiefs going. Chief. I have left them in the grave, but uh, yeah, this Chiefs defense is bad, 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 and the Washington Football's offense has been impressive for Taylor me. Taylor Bud Light looks yeah, good. Yeah, man, and it really chaps me that the uh, Washington defense is not living up to what we expected because otherwise they would be a damn good football team. Uh, but I do believe this is going to be like the. Uh, in some aspects, like the uh, Chiefs and Eagles game, now you say, "Oh, the Chief Eagles or the Chiefs won that game by 12." The Eagles played some chicken shit football and kicked field goals when it made absolutely no sense. Uh, Riverbo Riverboat Ron, Riverboat Ron, keyword there, Riverboat Ron, he mm. could be doing that. Uh, mm -hmm. He hasn't been doing that even before it was popular. Certainly ain't gonna be doing that shit now. So I, uh, I do like the play partner, but I have left him in the grave and I will keep them there. And uh, hopefully you. you can help me um, I'm on the hill, unbury soldier. them after this. I'm on the fucking hill, soldier, but I hope that I don't die there and I have to stay there. So, a uh, quick little update. Our guy, Rome, is yes, sir? fading us. He's taking the Cowboys minus three. Are you a Cowboys fan or are you just a Cowboys backer? Because I know uh, you were on him last week. He said yeah. just books keeping Cowboys fans happy makes sense to me. He might be a Cowboys fan, too, so I, I, I don't it's know. Because, yeah, that would be uh, the explanation because they obviously have kept them happy to this point. Uh, as far beyond that, I, I, I believe that it's going to come to a screeching halt at some point. I do believe it is this week. I can't hate you if nah, you want to take it because, uh, yeah. Because, yeah, they've, uh, they've, they've been literally, damn good. the books have they've literally stood on top of their casinos, pulled their pants down, and but just you, said, hey, take it. You just talked about Give the Chiefs and how many, uh, 3 and 13 ATS. They actually started last year off. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was around 5 Hot, and 1, and 6 then, and 1 ATS, and then a crashing halt. I have to imagine the Cowboys are going to do something similar there. 
Uh, defense is just too damn good. Mac yeah. Jones, they're going to eat. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a point we looked at too. It's just a trap and a half line. It's, it's just, it is a, a Hey, call it, call us, call us crazy. Yeah. Call us parallelograms. Call us rhombuses. We ain't sharps. I don't, but as he mentioned, much. if the Cowboys come out and smack him in the mouth, that's, we will if, be, Diggs, uh, that's if Diggs starts at Jerry Jones. Diggs, they had an update. Jerry Jones, he? Jerry Jones. I think in like He's Mike good. McCarthy was trying to play some games. Jerry Jones He's is like, good. ah, fooey. It's okay if we rest them, but we got it. They're going to be ready to go. Doggone Jerry. <laughs> Doggone Jerry. Literally an hour's worth of like, oh, we might play some little games, mind games here. Jerry's like, ah, fuck that. We're they're playing. Well, they're ready to go. Even more if the defense is 150%. Why does the line keep right. dropping? Right. 100%. All right. We'll get off of that soapbox. Yeah, Let me will. finish the rest of yeah. my doggone plays here. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers plus two and a half. Already told you guys that one. Uh, posing that with Mags. Arizona Cardinals plus three and a half. Posing that one as well. And then we got the New England Patriots together plus three and a half. Mm. Now, I got one final one to play for you. Uh, just wanted to hit this one before it potentially goes up. Yeah. Um, I think this is a three-star play, and I'm going to stay off of the, all the other bullshit that every other show wants to start sure. and end and be in the middle with all of their <laughs> shit. But fuck. Nick Chubb's out. But that's not even a big <laughs> deal, dude. You don't know well, what you're I thought, talking about, dude. Oh, yeah, because I sound like that. Dude. I would say not a big deal as far as him being <laughs> Out of practice. I thought it'd Fucking be fine, you, man. Like but a kid, uh, a kid that young. All... CMC not at practice, but uh, yeah, I. Uh, so I'm, if he doesn't, I'm still rocking yeah. with the, the old brownies, baby. Yeah. So if CMC doesn't log today, he's not. He's not playing no. so you can pretty much rule cmc out but yeah I, I figured if they don't practice all week and then they don't fucking practice good news for my fantasy team see you later oh. alligator yeah so that puts a lot on uh kareem hunt's shoulders we'll see still how like the browns. out man i still like the browns i think that makes it even more of an interesting three and a half point game all right here we go last one for me i'm taking the denver broncos minus three and a half in mile high um Started off by telling you, my friends, Teddy Covers is in. John Gruden's at. I'm not going to waste time on all the John Gruden shit, but let me just tell you, an army without a general accomplishes no missions. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what the fuck we are going to see on Sunday in Mile High. Um, Gruden had called the offense for, I don't know, since he'd Three, been, four years. been there. So now you're trying to install some semblance of that same offense, but something that the special teams coordinator also likes that – it's going to start to be a complete dumpster fire. When I saw Derek Carr stand up and say, like, hey, uh, I love the guy, I hate the crime, yeah. something to that effect, hey, man, he just – it does not look like a team that's ready to no. cover a field goal game right. at any point no. in time. And I think it's very similar. Like, the Bears came in, and I'm still not 100% sold on our Bears, for crying out loud. But – it was already you know, a dumpster fire last year. But yeah. it was already a fucking Raiders. dumpster fire, and the Bears took care of them, no problem. And I put the Broncos a very similar fucking team to the Bears. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what happens here. I think this is going to be a touchdown game, no problem whatsoever. Vegas is 10th in total yards allowed, 4th versus the pass, but 25th versus the rush. Javante Williams, I've been telling you, I've been telling you, we're in week six now. Javante Williams breakout week. Yeah. You heard it here first. Javante Williams about to shred this Las Vegas Raiders defense, I guarantee it. They're also 17th in points per game allowed, 24th in the league. Broncos, on the other hand, third in total yards defensively allowed, six versus the pass and six versus the rush. They're second, second in points per game allowed with only 15, my friends. I'm telling you, the Broncos are the side to play. They're already the better team by the numbers mm -hmm. if there wasn't already this dumpster fire going on. I typically would side to the Raiders actually here with the points in this spot, but with everything else going oh, yeah. on, 
there's absolutely no way that you can side with that team. Not to mention that the Raiders are 1-4 ATS their last five week six games. They're 1-4 ATS last five October games. They're also 1-4 ATS their last five games on the road. Not easy to play a mile high, so that looms large. Denver 10-3 ATS last 13 following an ATS loss. And the home team in the last 10 meetings between these two teams is 8-2 ATS. So once again, mile high looming extremely large here for this matchup. I think this is way too low. The books know this is going to be a touchdown game yeah. at minimum, but they have to keep this price just in case something wild happens. But I don't think it does. Again, an army without a general mm -hmm. accomplishes no mission. So give me the Denver Broncos minus three and a half to close out my NFL card. Yeah, I'll be with you on this one, my man. I will definitely have this one locked sooner rather than later. I My only hang-up was uh, the Broncos offense the last couple weeks. Play calling has been a little questionable, but as you mentioned, I just don't see how the Raiders have a good week of practice by any means. No. I could see maybe Sunday morning someone gives them the right speech and they get some energy, but that doesn't cover up the fact that they were, you know, you know what I expect has been the case in their building as far as absolutely no motivation or energy within the building to prepare to practice uh, you know, in their usual way. So... Give me Teddy Two Gloves to cover this spread, and it's in mile high, for goodness yeah. sake. Come on, man. Teddy, Clu Teddy, Clu Teddy Two Gloves is in. Johnny G is out. Yeah. That's what it comes down to for me. All right, so there you go. There you have it. You saw uh, my name off the screen now. All of them are delivered to you. Let's quickly toss all of the best bets up on the of the weekend uh, of the NFL up on the screen quickly. And then uh, we'll wrap this bad boy up for the day. Get you guys on about your weekend. So first things first, the TTL Cruise NFL best bets of the weekend for week six of the regular season. Here we go. Coming to you live from a nighttime Gillette Stadium. Ooh. Oh, one of the most beautiful or venues, not avenues, venues in the league if you would so kindly turn your attention above us left portion of your screen our mags picks of the weekend he's got three but opposing me on two with me on one however new england patriots plus three and a half and then he's got the baltimore ravens minus two and a half and the cleveland browns minus three and a half if you turn your attention to the right side of your screen over there my picks i got six coming at you the carolina panthers money line give me the home pup also another home pup but on the spread washington football team plus six and a half i'm also taking a couple of way pups the Los Angeles Chargers opposing mags plus two and a half Arizona Cardinals once again opposing mags at plus three and a half and I'm matching up with him again New England Patriots plus three and a half and to close out my card for week six the Denver Broncos minus three and a half lock them in hammer them home sprinkle a little bit of dough down whatever you need to say just make sure you get this weekend's ttl crew best bets for week six of the nfl season and at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book okay beautiful there we go there we have it three minutes past the usual time partner uh so we won't waste a whole hell of a lot of time here should I roll through some of these updates here? Go real right quick? on ahead. That anything we missed? Uh, Danny Dimes, full participant today in practice. Final step is oh. with an independent doctor. Uh, let's see here. We already mentioned Nick Chubb. Jarvis Landry is practicing today and participated in drills. Uh, team designated him designated him to return from injury this morning. Uh, Trevin Tiggs. So it was literally 
Uh, Diggs is game time decision. Uh, Tyron Smith, a left tackle, MRI yesterday, uh, so also questionable. And then within an hour, within an hour, Jerry Jones confirms Smith, Diggs, ready to go versus Patriots. Positive reports. There's no being coy about it. Jerry says there's every reason to let them rest, but they'll be ready to play. Let them play some mind games next time, Jerry. Jerry uh, <laughs> no sign of Kenny Galladay or Saquon at Giants practice. Safety well, was there's, doomed. there's no reason to be core about it now. We're we're going go yeah, ahead. You're missing it. some of this little high pitched <laughs> action on Jerry yeah, on this one, though, my man. You got a very <laughs> nice uh, little. You got Jerry, the Southern twang Jerry type. Doesn't uh, have a high pitch. Yeah, he does. He doesn't man. talk like that. All right, well, I'm a little nasalier, but you're like more Southern drawl, and he's. He's got a little bit of this uh, edge to his voice there. No sign of Galladay or Saquon at Giants practice. Safe to assume they'll be out. Let's see. DeAndre Hopkins back at practice for the Cardinals. Justin Jefferson, no indication that Justin Jefferson is practicing. Adam Thielen has a helmet on, uh, so a little questionable there. Dalvin Cook looks ready to go. Joe Burrow good to go. Is Nick Chubb out? rolling through now and uh kevin stefanski non-committal about whether chubb will have to go to ir doesn't rule out jarvis landry from being activated and playing sunday though through that's eh, typo but yeah playing sunday for jarvis mm-hmm. okay i think we're both off on our jerry jones impressions because i am safely saying that you do not have <laughs> jerry jones down you have a fantastic like low southern draw accent but Some great days ahead of us. Yeah. I, I think we got some great days ahead of us. I think we got some great days. You're too low, dude. I'm too high. You're too low. We got to meet somewhere in the middle. All right. Either way, there you go. There I you feel have. like I have a better, like, the stereotypical <laughs> character, caricature, like, impression of Jerry Jones. But you're you're just going full Southern draw, and it's way too low. It's, it's not it. Sorry. If you want to say I don't have it, you can say I don't have it, but. <laughs> this kid. All right, <laughs> there's your there's your rabbit hole on uh, Jerry Jones impersonations <laughs> and uh, what's going on across the league and injury updates and status <laughs> updates. So, partner, if you could be so kind, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks. I might be really All sorry right. I fucking asked yeah, this, yeah. that joined us on episode number 1467 of the TCL of Pod on this beautiful October 15th, twenty. 20- 21. All right. So yesterday I was not intending to choose violence. Oh, today, uh, you are. today I have been all week fully intending to choose violence. I could have been all week choosing violence here, but uh, yeah, I won't even jab it too hard. It's just too easy these days. <sighs> Packers, Bears, history 101 wins for the Packers, 95 for the Bears, six ties. Did you know that about 30 Bear years down. ago, 30 years ago, the Bears Bear actually down. had like a 20 or so game lead on the Packers? Didn't look like the Packers could ever close it up, but. Aaron Rodgers, 20-5 and five career versus the Bears, 55 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Yeah, well, More wins over the Bears than any other what? team in his oh, career. Shit. And my man Brett Favre over there, 23-13. and 13. So, a, uh, yeah, about a 20-game 20, 20 lead for the Bears. Gone in a snap of the finger like that. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Going to be another one. Uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers getting number 21. That's all I've got as far as jazz hey, on your hair, partner. look, we'll see. If you're singing that same tune come next year, 
when you're dependent on Jordan Love to pull you out of the fucking 0-5 start, you dumpster fires get going on. Oh, apparent. I got one more thing, though. Not a jab. Not a jab. I mentioned this to you, actually, and you were interested in this new Uh documentary on Netflix if you need something to watch this weekend. Uh Uh, I did. It's actually a full series. I only watched the first one. There's a uh-huh. few more that I was interested in. Uh, it's called Bad Sports on Netflix. First episode, I believe it is, is actually about a uh, uh, point shaving scandal scandal back in the '90s. Arizona State basketball. Extremely interesting. Good watch. A little bit of the uh, you know the dangers back in the day of uh, some of the sports gambling industry there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we've gotten all that cleaned up. But very interesting documentary. I believe it was 94. Arizona State Sun Devils point guard uh, mm-hmm. got mixed up with the wrong dudes and was point shaving and uh, got nipped in the butt for it. But uh, good documentary. I still feel like from time to time there's some of that bullshit going on. I wasn't all too convinced that last night wasn't one of those I wasn't all too convinced dude. either, my <laughs> friend. I don't know what the fuck I'm Hey, I, you know, let's just air out that elephant in the room. Here's I mean, me. they well, are. No, I mean, as far as state the, area, yeah. as far as the two-point conversion, it's like okay, that follows along current analytics. He kicked, tried to kick a field goal, Nick Sirianni, the beginning of the fourth quarter. That was the exact opposite of what uh, it lines up with analytics, but would have been very nice for the Eagles covering chances. But yeah. I digress. Uh yeah. What? What? Like, and the Eagles what? have been a real fishy team on some of these lines every single week. Yeah. If I do say so myself. And also, I make a promise to you guys. Um, if we are losing our bed in the third quarter, about seven minutes, yeah. six minutes to go. <laughs> Might have to test that out in a few other spots. I, my friends, will just hit the snooze button and go sleepy sleep because what what had happened was is the, tweet, what happened the was. tweet that I put out last night <laughs> was the exact conversation that I was having with myself. Yeah. And I thought, well, fuck, let's see what the people think about it. And there was a little bit of a response. I said, well, well, I could either fight the fluttering of my eyes yep. for the next Which hour. Is usually an uphill battle. Or I could just succumb to the circumstances yep. and maybe I wake up to a green check mark and a little bit of extra money in the account. And that's what happened. And I'll be hot damned. What was the last one that happened with the... Well, every fucking primetime game we pretty much <laughs> had, dude. I can't fucking. My old ass can't stay yeah, up past fucking ten thirty for these things, man, dude. My eyes start doing this, and, and you know, especially when I start to enjoy some of the late night CBD, like uh, then it just yeah, like no. I'm just uh, want to go to sleep. Especially yeah. you start looking at lines all night. For sure. As soon as we get, to, oh my gosh, everything it just it's a wrap, dude. Hey. It's a wrap. We got some Pac-12 action late, late night this weekend, boy. Yeah, I, uh, it's all right. I went uh, after last night's debacle. I got up early this morning and uh, went to Walgreens, got some extra nitroglycerin oh, okay. pills. So we should be ready well, to rock and roll. In the also, 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 shout out, shout the fuck out, longtime fans of the show, longtime friends of yours truly, and people that are very important and close to my heart, mm-hmm. Brett Wenzel and Shalea. Matrizoni. Uh-huh. I hope I didn't fuck that up. Doesn't matter after this weekend because they're getting fucking hitched, hey, boys oh, and girls. Shout out Brett and Shay. Uh, we'll be at their wedding this weekend. That's yes, sir. I uh, was thinking about that, so won't have to worry about staying up late because we're going to party on till the break of dawn, yo. We're gonna rock out right. with our cocks out. I'm just, I'm just kidding. We are gonna rock out though. That is a huge congratulations. <laughs> Uh, there is a 9 p.m. or tonight, though, so you do need to stay up and get some... Uh... Oh, well, I think I got the energy already okay, rocking Okay, I can tell. I think we should be okay. I can tell, but hey, I'll be at uh, Roll Bird's homecoming hey, this weekend, Hey, Roll Bird's, baby. I know you're, uh, you obviously got a nice little wedding you got to miss it for. I but, would fucking uh, be there, yeah. man. I would be there. Uh-huh. You better bring your fucking homecoming shirt and be wearing the shit out of that thing. Oh, most definitely. Oh. I actually forgot. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, you better be wearing the shit out of that thing. You show up in some... Win or lose, we still booze, baby. Hey, 
Yes, sir. You better believe it. Roll birds till the day we fucking die. I don't even know birds who they're playing tomorrow. We ain't going to no football game or anything Fucking like clue, dude. Birds by a million, though. Birds That's all million. I know. That's all I care. Wish we could bet on them because I'd Seriously. be losing. Well, I'd be losing a lot of money if so. Because I freaking... Oh, sh- fucking, got? fucking North Dakota State, bro. Good grief. Hey, fuck the Buffaloes. <laughs> fuck the uh, Buffaloes. I don't think... Is it... I don't know how good they are. Compared no, to is it Buffalo? I thought it was Bison. Bison, fuck the Bison. It's the same daggone thing. The Bisons are smaller than Buffaloes. They're 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 they're, they're a Mickey Mouse version yeah. of a Buffalo, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck the Bison. That's how I feel. Roll birds. Not giving me a point spread for damn sake. All right. Well, either way, there you go. Oh boy, our birds are zero and five against the spread. Oh dear. Not Tomorrow's good. The day. Not Tomorrow's good. The day. Not good. Not good. Not great. Anyways, okay. All roll right. birds. Roll birds. Roll birds. Uh, outside of that, uh, big shout out also to got some stuff cooking up. Going to get my haircut this afternoon. Hey, okay. Shout out. Shout out uh, haircuts. Shout out haircuts. <laughs> shout out uh, Sorrentino's Barbershop. Uh, <laughs> Going to be cooking some stuff up with them. Remember yeah, that yeah. name. You might see some stuff here coming soon. Uh, speaking of some stuff coming soon, just to wrap up the episode here, uh, we got uh, the few seasons coming up here on Tap NBA Roll. Excuse me, oh. roll, rolling around the corner and uh, college basketball rolling around the corner. NBA uh, partner probably sometime early next week will have his NBA Futures blog coming Planned out. For Monday. Uh, I got UFC blog coming out this upcoming weekend. Not a great card, if I do say so myself. So might be another light pick weekend, another light blog as well. Most definitely. Um, be sure you check out Wise Words episode number six featuring Mark Drumheller before we see you again on Monday and for episode number seven on next Wednesday. That'll be the 20th. Holy shit, the 20th Wowza. of October Wowza. already. Get the hell out of town. Uh, outside of all of that, about to wrap this up a little motivation minutes but before i do make sure you smash that subscribe button hit the like button leave us a comment leave us a rating hit that share button send it on over to everybody that you know who is one of them their degenerates we like to refer to and likes cash and tickets because we'll help you bankrupt those books we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do check out the uh talking the line link tree as well go to talkingtheline.com. you'll see all of our additional content and a bunch of stuff to peruse around there partner anything i missed anything we need to get out extra cheddar this weekend as well oh shit i did miss the extra cheddar i can't uh give too much hype to the green bay <laughs> packers with it being bears pack fair weekend. enough but hey, but hey it's coming shout out to extra cheddar as well shout out uh, extra. that is the uh, green bay packers prop blog from my partner to my left so Doing make sure last you week, uh, yeah make sure you stay uh on the lookout for that as well outside of that There you have it. There you go. Let's wrap it up. We all need a little extra inspiration, motivation. Get us through the rest of the weekend till I get you, uh, see you guys another, another, uh, couple hours here on Monday. So without further ado, let's get into my motivation minutes of the day. Very simple. Nothing crazy. I planned it out this way because I figured we'd go a little bit longer. So I just wanted to ask you guys a question and I wanted you to, as I kind of always do with all my Friday minutes, to apply it over the weekend. And the question is, what is something new you can learn today? Big or small, what is something new you can learn today? And most of the time, the answer to that question involves you stepping out of your comfort zone. I can guarantee that is going to happen. I can guarantee it's going to take you deviating from your usual path 
just a little bit, not completely getting out of your entire routine or staying disciplined to your daily and weekly schedule. Well, not to cut you in, but if it's not something out of your comfort zone, chances are you've probably already made a point to learn it. Yeah, or you are not comfortable enough learning if sure. it's not out of your comfort sure. zone. Because anyway, that's where you find everything to learn about. Sure. So I appreciate that, partner. Of course. But what, to take it further, can you learn this weekend? What have you been putting off for the last day, the last week, the last month, fuck, the last year Sure. that you could have accomplished, that you could have stepped out of your comfort zone and made happen. Make this weekend the weekend that you learned that. Through all the hustle and bustle, all of the action, the college football, the NFL, the errands in between, the weddings, the homecomings, what can you take time to learn in that free time? What can you take time to make you a better version of you right now? Not a whole lot else I got. Just a little bit of rabbit hole there for you guys. An opportunity to step out of your comfort zone this weekend. I'll ask you guys, come Monday, see what you did. See if you hop in the chat, if you can be brave enough to let me know what you learned. Or maybe we'll share with you what we learned over the weekend. But just remember today, and as you go throughout this weekend, what's something you can do today to help you learn? Ask yourself, what can I do today to help me learn and grow? What is something new I can learn today? Over and over and over again. And don't stop until you answer that question. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. A little burp there? No. Oh, okay. not at all. Sorry. Sounded like it was no. all, that does it. Nope. Okay. Sorry. Not at all. My bad. Tried to get me. No. Nope. <laughs> I tried to. <laughs> no. no, good stuff, my that man. Is very, all. very good stuff. I'm already trying to spit in my head my own process and plan for that. Show enough. But I don't well, know yet. <laughs> I don't know either, but uh, <laughs> the door is wide open. So that officially does it for my motivation minutes of the day. All right, my friends, there we go. There we have it. Everything complete, every box checked. You got our full week seven college football cards. You got our full week six NFL cards. You got them all recapped. You got our mag sidebar. You got a little bit of banter in between. You got my motivation minutes. Not anything else we got to give to you. So it's time to tell you to go on and get. But y'all come back now, you hear? Right around the corner, around the bend for Monday's show, episode number 148. We got Monday Night Football, Bills, Titans, ready to rock and roll. Bills opening up as five-and-a-half-point favorites. We'll have plenty to discuss in that realm. Make sure you follow us on the Action Network app. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Riley is at rmags in all caps. The best bets of the weekend are at talking the line. But if you don't have the Action Network app, you can just type in talkingtheline.com on your favorite web browser and then click on over to the today's best bets tab. You will see them all there. Can't tell you how much we appreciate you. Actually, I can. So I'm about to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide for myself <laughs> and mags thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 147 of the talking the line podcast on this absolutely beautiful friday of bets october 15th 2021 so you don't have to check your calendar we cannot tell you how much we appreciate every single one of you 
We miss you guys over the weekend. We can't wait to get back to Monday's show uh, when we go back live. We hope you guys stay safe over the weekend, and we hope you keep tuning in over the weekend. We see all of your support. We see all of your following. We appreciate the hell out of each and every one of you. So make sure you stay tuned into our socials, everything over the weekend, because we won't see you on the pod, but cannot appreciate you guys enough for allowing us to do the pod or all of our socials, everything in between. Bottom line, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Last but certainly not least, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific, T-E-R-R-I-F-I-C, rest of your weekend filled with nothing but good old-fashioned ticket cashing. Get ready to get those best bets of the weekend locked in. We'll see you back around the bend on Monday's show. But for now, we love each and every one of you. And let's cash some tickets. Go Pack Go, baby. Bear down.